I'm Hank Stoltz. Time now to go behind the scenes at the Hanover Theater, and here's your host, Ashley Prince. Good morning, Hank. Well, good morning, and certainly uh, quite a bit that is going on. We've got a Mother's Day weekend and a lot happening at the Hanover Theater. Uh, what is coming up this weekend? There's, there's some great things to, to bring mom to. There are. Um, we have The Kid Brother, the silent film accompanied by Clark Wilson on the mighty Wurlitzer organ on Mother's Day. So um, I think that it's a great outing. Get some brunch, see a movie. It's a great day out with mom. Well, I will tell you what, I am going to be going, and I am at the age where the uh, mother of my children probably thinks that if I go by myself and give her some alone time, that might be the Mother's Day gift. But hopefully we'll be going together, and I'll see a lot of moms <laughs> who are who are there. I do think that, that I, I, I uh, had said this, I, I think, last week, but I love the the fact that we're all going to be gathered together at the Hanover Theater on on Sunday, and Harold Lloyd is is great, and it's a it's a fun film. Uh, but just the fact that a hundred years, almost a hundred years ago, you know, this film was made, and you can watch them on TCM or you can see them other places. But to be in a theater filled with people laughing, having this communal experience at something that really is just this shared joy and being able to have the accompaniment by the Mighty Wurlitzer live, it really is a completely different experience than if you're just watching it at home on TV because it happens to be on one of the old movie channels. Uh, so I, I really, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it it's going to be an exciting, uh, exciting afternoon, I know. Yeah, the, the in-person experience, as you're saying, is completely different than when you're all snuggled up on your couch watching it on TCM. I mean, it's, it's just that, that sense of community when we're all watching the same, the same timeless story together is just really unparalleled. And I think that the same could be said about an upcoming show that is going on sale today. Um, we have Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And of course, everyone's familiar with the show and how funny it is and how it's just a, a classic to uh, put on on the weekend while you're having, you know, um, some nice, relaxing, unwind time, off the clock time. And um, they're coming with their two-man show, Scared Scriptless, in January 21st of 2023. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Boy, they are just absolutely hilarious. And again, uh, you're right. You know, watch them every week on uh, on TV and always a lot of fun, and they boy, they've been doing it for so many years now. But, yeah, to be in the theater, to have everybody around you laughing, it's just, it really is just a, a great experience. Oh, actually, I suppose we should take just a moment also to mention that anyone who is going to be going to tonight's performance for Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium, and this sounds like it would be, what an, a neat time. Unfortunately, uh, Tyler, I, I understand, is uh, is not well, so... Uh, or not feeling well, so this has been rescheduled. But it's already been re been been rescheduled. So don't show up tonight. We show up on Saturday, July 9th at eight o'clock. Correct. Yes, All Tyler right. did reschedule, and it's not too far away. We're not talking like months and months and months later. It's not too it's not too long to wait. And um, I think that Tyler is honestly very worth the wait. His show is is incredible. He's coming here straight off of his new book and his new Netflix series. There are tons of things to catch up on, catch up on Tyler's life and what he's been doing before he gets here in July. Now, last week, 
I, I, I learned something, Ashley, as I was listening to your interview. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Daniel Tiger, but uh, it is clearly to a, a certain age group, it is a very, very big deal that Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood Live is going to be at the Hanover Theater this week. Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Daniel Tiger is quite the celebrity. <laughs> and um, he he comes from um, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, which is very close to my heart. I loved, loved, loved Fred Rogers. And um, this is a cartoon television series that came from the world of Fred Rogers. And um, it's very sweet. It's all about community and love and friendship and support. And I will be there with my family on Tuesday to celebrate Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood Live Dan, um, Neighbor Day. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see everyone there. But we have Daniel Tiger. We have Trolls Live uh, May 21st through 22nd, which is also really big with the kids these days. And also Blippi the Musical on June 7th. I mean, we have some really heavy hitters here. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, that sounds uh, that sounds great. And, of course, Ashley Prince is just bringing us up to date on all the great things that are happening at the Hanover Theater. Uh, you know, Broadway is is back. These great shows that are coming up. There's a couple of things for, for, for kids. And I, I think already, just in these, these few minutes that, that we've been talking, Ashley, the diversity of what is happening at the Hanover is uh, amazing. Everything from from silent films to you know Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood to uh, you know to, to to Broadway to uh, you know uh, people from the community who are are bringing wonderful entertainment into the into the Hanover. Certainly. And when I was thinking about you know what we should go over today, I was like, well, in my family, springtime is really big for birthdays. And it's sometimes it can be really hard when you have all those birthdays back to back to think about, you know, what should I get this person? What should I get that person? And I think that the Hanover Theater has a lot of options for everyone on your list. I mean, you could get tickets. Um, you could subscribe to the Broadway series and say, you know, congratulations, mom, you're seeing like all these six shows and they're incredible. I mean, we do have a really great lineup. Um, you can send them to the band visit. That's our final show in our 2021-2022 Broadway season. And that is certainly incredible. We have Celebrating Billy Joel that's coming up. That's going to be a really great tribute show. Like I said, we have Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood coming. I mean, that's a really great gift too. And um, I do, I was thinking about this. If you were interested in getting, um, you know, tickets to Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood or, you know, subscribing to the Broadway season or becoming a member for the season, there are options on Cameo now where you can hire, um, you know, different actors from shows like Mean Girls and Hadestown, or you could get Colin Mockery himself to send you a video that says like, congratulations, mom, like you're going to the show. <laughs> so I think that that, if you wanted to add some pizzazz to your, your gift, then that's a really great way to, you know, shake things up. <laughs> it sure is. Boy, a couple of minutes left. And uh, last week you had also brought us the fact that coming up in June, there is going to be a Friday and a Saturday where back to back a couple of great musical institutions, but a Beatle is coming to Worcester into the Hanover Theater. You can't beat that. He really is. And his show is totally sold out. It was a very quick seller. So we cannot wait to see that crowd because I know it's going to be positively electric. Yeah, Ringo Starr and his all-star band, that's happening on Friday, June 3rd. And then the very next day, Saturday, June 4th, 
America. Uh, the Beatles and America sharing the great producer George Martin. So a little piece of uh, uh, of history there for a lot of fans who loved the Beatles and loved America as well. It'd be great to see them live in concert. And I and I think you know Ashley, without a doubt, great to see them at the Hanover Theater. What a special place to be able to see those two shows. I know it's a really great venue for it. And I think it would be a really great, um, a great gift. I think Father's Day is coming up as well. So <laughs> line all those gifts up for, you know, the next couple of months. Um, but we have, uh, you're right, Ringo Starr, America. We have Celebrating Billy Joel, which is a tribute band, but still fantastic. And we have Gordon Lightfoot. So I think that our June is going to be filled with a lot of fun. Yeah, and a lot of great music. Uh, Ashley, boy, the time goes so quickly. We have just enough time for you to tell us where we should go to find out all the events that are coming up and where we can get tickets. As always, head to thehanovertheater.org to get your tickets. Always, always, always with us because those third-party websites will not treat you as well as our customer service and sales team does. You can also give us a call at 877-571-SHOW. Um, or four se- or seven four six nine, and we'd be happy to help you. More with Ashley on the way behind the scenes at the Hanover Theater. I'm feeling good from my head to my shoes. Know where I'm going and I know what to do. Thank you all for listening to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. This is Lisa Connor, and it is my extreme pleasure to introduce you all to Seth Greenleaf. He is a Tony Award-winning director who is bringing us Menopause the Musical Saturday, June 25th. Welcome, Seth. Hi, thank you. Nice to be here, Lisa. It's fantastic to have you here. And I was saying right before we started um, recording that I'm a little starstruck. I'm a little starstruck by your credits and all of the fantastic accomplishments that you've had. And I just don't even know which one would be my favorite, whether it would be working with Dolly Parton on 9 to 5 or the fact that you've had so much to do with the play that goes wrong and the Book of Mormon. And geez, what do you think, Seth? What, what would be the top three? Uh, the top three for me, uh, well, you know, what's funny is I think one of my, one of my favorite experiences and why we're going wildly off topic right out of the gate, um, was American Psycho, the musical and probably the, 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 the worst received <laughs> and yet still my favorite. So it's the funny thing in our business. You really, you don't know for sure how an audience is going to receive or be ready for what you present. I mean, I'm proud that I'm proud of all the shows that I've, I've worked on and been a part of. Um, some obviously more successful than others, but you love them all like you love your children. Um, so uh, that obviously, um, uh, uh, sorry, Dolly Parton in nine to five. That was a very exciting time. Um, I was in, in, in awe of her and she turned out to be uh, just an, an incredibly down to earth human being. Um, and menopause the musical, you know, believe it or not, uh, it continues to delight after all these years. And, you know, one of the things I was saying before we got on is, I never would have in a million years believed that I would have dedicated this amount of time and energy to something called menopause the musical when I was a, you know, a, 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 a young college student, but it aspires and accomplishes what all shows aspire to do, which is to affect an audience and to have them leave a theater different than when they came in. And it does it as well, if not better 
in almost any show I've ever worked on. Absolutely. And we were saying, you know, Menopause a Musical, it has been a fan favorite here in Worcester at the Hanover Theater and Conservatory. It has come through our doors many times, and audiences are equally, if not even more, enthusiastic each time. So what was the hook? Tell us how you got involved. So, so the, well, the hook for me was, was seeing an early incarnation of the show um, in Los Angeles. I think it was maybe the second or third production. And um, the author, Jeannie Linders, had reached out to us as a production company about maybe helping her ex- expand her reach and, and doing more productions in more places. And this was in its very uh, early years. And I went um, and, you know, had... I don't, I don't even remember to tell you the truth, what my initial thoughts were. They were probably resistant. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if the magic of the show was completely clear to me on the first view. I, I don't remember. But one thing I definitely remembered was how that audience reacted to it. And so I, I came away from that saying, wow, there's absolutely something here. And <clears throat> what I came to realize uh, over the years was the magic in the bottle there was, and I think this is one of the magic uh, qualities of theater when it's at its best is if you can take something that is dark and shrouded and uncomfortable and untouchable and you can bring it into the light and you can give people permission to examine it in a compassionate way and at its best in a way that's filled with laughter and relief, then you do an incredible service to an audience. And that's what menopause does. And that's what it does about something that up till that point in, in time in this country was a very taboo, very buried, very uncomfortable subject for women. And if you see, that was 20 years ago, and you see the way the conversation happens now and the way it is mainstream and it's used in a very comedic way and it's used in a very celebratory way, I think that, that the show had a lot to do with changing those attitudes over the last two decades. And I really credit Jeannie with, uh, with, with striking a nerve with so many women who needed to examine this topic from a, a gentle uh, a comedic and a supportive way in, in a supportive way. And that's what it does when you see it with a room full of other people that are experiencing this breakthrough with you. <laughs> and there is definitely a lot of laughter and you can tell much of the audience <laughs> recognizes what the characters are talking about. And if they don't, they know it's coming. So it's only a matter of time for, for most of us as it would, would be, you know, so what are some of those reactions and are there any, you know, moments of the show where you really feel it and that you know somebody who may not have experienced this magic the magic of menopause the musical that sounds so funny to me but you know are there are there any iconic scenes that you know are just gonna get somebody in the in the feels yeah there's there's lots I mean I think that the show does a good job of touching on a lot of the main um uh subjects topics the kind of dreads of menopause the musical whether it's uh, hot flashes and night sweats and husbands not understanding and you not understanding and mood swings and uh, 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 hunger and all of it. I mean, it, it finds a way to kind of lightly touch on, on all of them. Um, there's a few moments though, you know, cause one of the narrative spines of it is the, the Iowa housewife who's kind of naive, kind of protected in, in her environment. And she comes to New York city in which she runs in with these, three more cosmopolitan women and her journey is kind of meant to take the audience through the, the, the sort of naivete of, of um, embracing the relationship with yourself and the change um, and then breaking through and, and celebrating by the end. And so I think some of her breakthroughs are, are definitely moments that really 
grab the audience, especially towards the end of the show. Um, I think that there's a couple of, I won't give them away. There's a couple of tributes to very famous recording artists in the show. And those always really delight mm-hmm. audiences. Um, but in general, I think it's the tone set really early that this is a place where you can laugh and celebrate and not feel terminally unique in your experience of menopause. Well, I am looking forward to seeing it again when it returns, obviously by very popular demand, Saturday, June 25th. We do have some great seats still available. Buy online. Make sure you go to our website, which is the Hanover Theater, spelled with an R-E dot org. And there's so much more. You know, I'm I'm looking at what you do, Seth, and you're a very busy person. It's not just this that you're involved with. You have some current shows on Broadway, and you're part of um, the Broadway Green Alliance. And so, how do you how do you balance all of that? <laughs> Lack of sleep. Right? A lot of coffee. Starbucks is your best friend. Not to talk names, but yes. Yeah. Um, ah, well, you know, it, 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 it's a compounding interest that happens over time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that so many things have continued to run for so long. It's certainly not like I was doing them all at once. Um, but, uh, but, but, but it is exciting. It's, it's, I love theater and, and I love um, what it can do. For people and the fact that a bunch of the shows that we've worked on have had this kind of longevity is great because it's the same amount of work that goes into a show that closes in one day or, or you know, let, let, let's say, you know, a couple of months as, as compared to one that's run for 20 years. You go through all the same anxieties and all the same, uh, uh, you know, sort of challenges to get a show up. But it's the same amount of work, but when it's received by an audience and when you, you strike that nerve and it, and it runs, it, it's a wonderful feeling. So I, I think I'm just lucky with that. Well, what's exciting is, you know, you obviously, you have a lot of Broadway experience right there in New York City. Can't wait for the Broadway League Conference, by the way. That's coming right up. And yes, it is. <laughs> yes, can't wait. That's the highlight of all of our theater lovers year years here that, uh, that the work at the Hanover Theater. But, you know, You've seen the shows on Broadway and then going on tour and how they're received in all the different touring markets. And that's got to be a really unique perspective, too. And just wondering if you have a a comment on that. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm trying to think of how to articulate that. You know, there's something about people coming to New York. Now, you you know that a a huge amount of Broadway business is is tourists. Mm -hmm. And there is something about them coming to New York that I think makes them more accessible um, and open-minded to what they're going to see maybe than, than when they're in their own comfort and their own environment. Um, and plus the same people who are seeing shows locally may not be the same people who are going to New York to see them. But what's really exciting is when people come to New York, I think that they're, that they're naturally out of their element. I think they're naturally more um, open to, to having their thoughts and their ideas challenged. You know, let's, let's say like going back in time, a show like Rent, you might come as a tourist to New York city and see a show like rent because it won the Tony award, not knowing much about it. And that was a very, you know, that could be very challenging material for someone 25 years ago or 30 years ago, whenever it was that it was uh, on Broadway. And I think that's kind of the magic of tourists coming to Broadway in terms of shows going out onto the road. I think to a lesser degree, it's the same thing. They come from Broadway, they come with a reputation. And I think in their best incarnation, they challenge audiences to think a little bit differently because maybe the topics that could be trending 
on Broadway may not be the same topics that might be trending in the Midwest or other more conservative places. But those who are open-minded to theater and, and go and get to taste the, the, the great art and the great conversation pieces that come from a place like Broadway that is a cauldron for, for you know, these kinds of discussions, I think there's something really wonderful about that. So I think to be able to influence people around the country and to introduce people to different points of views and different topics, I think that's kind of the magic. And with tourism, you know, it kind of works both ways. People come here and they see stuff and take away. We go out on the road and, 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 and I, I think it's people accessibility. It's, I think I would just say I'm really happy mm. that theater and Broadway is flourishing around the country. I challenged obviously by COVID and, mm. and, and those things over the last few years, but, but in general, I, it, it's really great. Cause yes. it, it, it didn't, it wasn't always like that. Yes. It's a, it's an exciting time to be in the business as, as they say. And one last thing, because we only have a, a another minute and a half, but you're also a founding member of the Broadway Green Alliance, helping to green the Great White Way. Tell our listeners just a little bit about that and how they can get more information. Yeah, just the just the sweetest organization of do-gooders you, you will ever see in your entire life. I mean, nobody is in it for any reason other than just a genuine care for the planet and, and the desire to do better within our own industry. Now, we happen to, as, as theater creators, be in a relatively neutral business. You know, we, same costumes are used every night. The same set is used every night, but we use it as a, as a jumping off point for awareness to help make people aware of practices that they could be doing at home while also checking ourselves and saying, how can we be more green as an industry every chance that we get? Um, and they can go to uh, broadwaygreenalliance.com. They can find us on Facebook. It's very easy to become a member where you can access some of our articles and some of our general practices. And anyone who's a young theater creator, um, you can absolutely sign up. And it, it puts you in touch with some really interesting people in our industry who are always very willing to talk about best screening practices. It's, a, it's just a very, it's a very good group of people that I'm, I'm proud to be associated with. Well, thank you so much. Again, that's broadwaygreen.com. We're talking here with Seth Greenleaf. He's the Tony Award-winning director of Menopause the Musical coming to the Hanover Theater Saturday, June 25th. It has been such a pleasure talking to you, Seth. I hope you remain well and everybody else. Thank you for joining us here at Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. <laughs>